Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining in to Training Unleashed. About 30 minutes out of your day is going to set you up for a great week. So share these with some other friends and coworkers. We've got three great tips to share with you. I'm joined today with Evan Hackle and Cordell Riley. Evan, Cordell, how are you doing today? I am so pumped. We got three great topics again, and this is going to be an awesome, awesome podcast. Love your point, by the way. Share the podcast. If you like the podcast, share them with friends, because the fact is almost every one of these podcasts apply to just about everything that we do in life, so not just training. The only thing I'm going to add to that, I'm doing great, Megan and Evan. Share them with your enemies, too, because if you share it with friends, you'll make better friends, but also share with the enemies, and they'll become friends. They'll love you for sharing this with them. Thank you, Cordell. That's so true. Cordell, I don't have any enemies. I wasn't talking to you, Evan. I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) All right. Evan, here we go. Here's a great tip that Ellen shared with us some time ago. It's not only important to be a good giver and to be generous, but it's also important to be open to receiving. What does she really mean by that, Evan? This is one of the biggest things in life for people to get. I didn't get this until about a year ago. We tend to ignore positive feedback. We just don't accept it ourselves. We give it, we share it, but when someone shares it back to us, we sort of go up and say, well, they don't really mean it, or it's not really all that true kind of let it bounce off of us. And um, we need to receive. We need to be appreciative. We're doing great things. And the more you allow yourself to receive positive feedback and accept it as genuine, the easier it is for you to do your job and to give great presentations because it builds your confidence, it builds your worth, it builds your value. And you're you're giving, you're, you're receiving feedback you know, people come up and thank you afterwards or talk to you or et cetera. It's one of the great joys of the training industry. And for me, I just kind of, I, I wouldn't say laugh it off would be the wrong term. I always appreciate it, but I never let it sink in. And, and now what I try to do afterwards is just take a few moments and deeply appreciate the people that have taken the time to give me a pr- appreciation. But before I end, I want to talk about appreciation, either receiving it or giving it and the difference between good and bad appreciation. I know it sounds good. Wouldn't all appreciation be good? When someone says to you, and, and I'm, I'm going to pick on Cordell. Is it okay if I pick on you, Cordell? I think you're going to do it anyway, Evan. Yeah, you, know me, you, know me, you know me well, Cordell. You know me well. I got nervous there for a second. I did, too. I did, too. I did, too. Okay. So, Cordell... This is an example of poor acknowledgement. Cordell, you're a great partner. Now, that sounds like good acknowledgement, right? Oh, you're a great partner. When we hear expletives, they bounce off of us. If we want to sit back, we have to acknowledge people specifically and clearly if we want to get that acknowledgement through. So let me try again. Cordell, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. You have an amazingly calm demeanor. Whenever I'm having a bad day or we're talking about the business, it's so easy for me to talk to you about the business because you have such a calm way of thinking about the business. 
I also want to say to you, your personal passion about caring for people and caring for customers and, and doing whatever it takes to make the customer happy, and we define happy here, by the way, by giving them effective tools, um, you're, you're a stand for that. And that's what makes you a great partner. And if you notice the difference between those two statements, and one statement is nice, it's pleasant, it doesn't break the barrier of the human. The second one is meaningful. Maybe, Cordell, you could reflect. Specific praise is kind of what I've heard the term used as, and I've seen you demonstrate it, and it makes a night and day difference. Uh, when you take the time to not just give superficial comments, but you find what that person is doing and you specifically call it out, it makes a big difference. Um, the only caveat I'd put on it is frequency. You know, it's not just something you do here and there. It's something that you make it a point that you're going to do all the time. So when you're giving praise, it is specific praise all the time. You know, we, we, ha we have uh, sort of a, a rule of thumb at Tortle, which is to look to give someone five times the number of positive, clear acknowledgments to constructive recommendations. I suspect we go far more than five times. But the reason why we have that is that when people notice you catching them doing things right and can truly see that you get what they're doing right, they are very open to listening to you when you have constructive recommendations. But when all you do from their perspective is look for what you're doing wrong, so every time if I called Megan and said, Megan, I'd like to talk to you, I think, and I'll let Megan speak in a moment, she always is happy to take my call. Because it's more likely than not, she's nodding, it's more likely than not, I'm going to say something positive to her. And she knows how much I catch her doing things right, how much I care for her as a person. And that makes such a difference. And it is one of the biggest issues in management is people only spend time correcting behavior, not acknowledging, encouraging, encouraging and fostering great behavior. I would definitely agree. Um, I have to start out with, um, you know, within this culture, you know, the turtle culture, um, it is really easy to speak with everybody because of that exact reason. Um, and also it's a confidence builder, right? Those specific praises, it's great confidence builder for the person you're giving them to and it makes them want to keep doing it. And I think the third great piece, it spreads throughout the culture of the company. So if one person is doing this and you see all the people following them, you might want to wonder, how come everyone always follows Cordell and Evan around and they don't follow Mr. Smith? Well, one of the reasons would be that right there. You know, they connect with you person to person, specific praise, and they're open and they'll always guide you in the right direction. And it does start out what I call the positive mental bank account before you withdraw from the mental bank account. You're five and, to one. And, and you know it's sincere because we yes. are sincere. Yes. You're not just slap tapping, sending it around. No. And a lot of times it takes a while for people to start receiving them, which is what the topic is. And when you receive, when you receive, be appreciative and, and, and listen and, and, and carry, it deep, carry it deeply in you. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. 
Tortle makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortle.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortle.net. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Cordell, I'm going to share this with you. You have to be willing to listen to what it is your audience needs. If you don't, you'll miss gems out there and ways in which you can really enrich the lives of your audience. And that was shared with us by um, Julie Ann Sullivan. Cordell, I think that's a great one for you to kind of um, dive in with this on. Yeah, well, thank you, Megan. Julianne shared a great point there. Uh, be willing to listen to what your audience needs. Um, there are a couple of laws when it comes to adult learning that I'm going to share. Law of relevancy and timeliness. Relevancy. Yeah. Is this relevant to what I'm doing and my job and my life? How relevant is it and timely? Is it something I'm going to be able to use when I get back to my workplace, my environment? So how relevant is it and how timely is it to me as an adult learner? So key when it comes to doing things of this in this nature. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, last year, I was uh, had the opportunity to sit on a panel. And in pre- preparing for this panel, we went out to what we thought the audience was going to be and say, okay, we're going to be doing this is on this subject. What are some of the things that you would like us to see? And we got some great feedback. And from that, we had boiled it down to five major topics that this panel and I were going to be talking about when we got to this session. But one of the things that we decided to do, and it was a great thing, before just we jumped into these five topics, we actually decided, okay, we have, yes, we did the research. We know what, generally speaking, that people want to hear about. We got these five items. But now we have the 200 people that actually showed up. Why don't we take the opportunity to put the topics up that we have come up with and let's ask them, are these the things that you want to hear about? If so, what level of priority should we do? So we did that. Uh, They were very much in line with the the research that we had gotten, but they really only wanted to focus on two of those key areas. So the last three weren't really that important for them. So if we had just gotten up there and started talking about all five, we probably would have missed uh, some important time to really focus on what they wanted to do. So we asked the audience up front, hey, what do you want to hear? What's going to be relevant for you right now? What's going to be timely for you? We drilled that down to two key areas. My um, audience, my panel was really prepared to go deep into it. We did, and it was one of the best sessions that I've ever been a part of because we asked the audience, what do you want? What's going to help you? Gave them some direction and gave them what they were looking for. So it needs to be relevant and it needs to be timely, but ask people up front, what are you looking to get out of this and give them what they're looking for? Thank you very much, Cordell. And that was a great way to actually dive into that. And I, one of the things I like about it is asking them up front. And that really means that you're very respectful and of their time and the relevance of that. Evan, um, I've got a thought that pertains to, I think, the Franchise Ops Conference. But isn't that something that you all kind of do when you're gathering everyone together for the Franchise Ops Conference so that way you can get your topics that are very relevant for them? Yeah, we do something called an open meeting. And the open meeting is um, instead of – there are different kinds of open meetings. But the way we run ours is we ask everyone to pick three topics they want to talk about. So we put all the topics on sticky notes on the wall, and then the first thing we do, well, introductions, but is we go and have everyone prioritize, because sometimes they'll see other people's topics. So everyone goes out with like five post-it notes and picks the five top top topics. So we know what people now want to talk about in the room. And then we run them through different exercises uh, where we cover those topics. 
So it, it's in a generalist meeting in terms of no one actually knows um, at all what the um, topics are going to be. You got to take a chance, but uh, no one leaves not feeling that they didn't get great information and the group itself chooses the topics. So imagine how much more empowered the group is when they know that they're actually choosing the topics. It's a lot of fun. And then we bring them through really, really, really fun exercises. You know, I, it's Cordell, we're going to do this because it's kind of fun. Um, Cordell and I were doing this, and one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was trust. So I had Cordell take one of those squares, and I asked the audience, I said, everyone, pull out the credit card you use most for business. And people were kind of looking, and they see it, and I go, I start grabbing them. It's amazing that everyone would give me the credit card. I mean, just literally amazing. And I started handing them to Cordell, and Cordell acts like he's processing. And then, and, and, then, and, then I, and then I said, we have a program for you guys that you're going to love, and I know I'm so confident you're going to love we're just doing it. It's $2,000 a piece, but I want to just tell you, you're going to get such great value out of it. Now, of course, these are all people in franchise. And so, and, and you could tell, you could look at some faces that some people are like a little, little nervous. And uh, so anyhow, after we explained to them that we weren't really charging the 2000 and goes, I was afraid my card was going to bounce. And, and of course, they were irate that we would spend $2,000 of their money without asking. Of course, it was all fake. We didn't actually charge them. But I said to them, think about your business and how often you make business decisions without actually consulting the people that you're serving, your franchisees in this case. How, you know, when you go out and build a marketing campaign but don't get their opinion on it, it's their dollars that go into the marketing fund. It's their royalty dollars that go into the training programs you build, yet you build them without any input at all. And I'll let Cordell comment on how people freaked out on the credit card thing, but it really brought to a great conversation. What do you do to build trust? What do you build, do not to build trust? Which brings into a bonus tip here for this call which is if you actually listen to your learners and you understand what your learners really want, you're going to build better training. You're going to build more precise training. And if you just assume what they want, and if you, if you go you know, top-down management, and, and there's a great quote from Sun Tse, the art of war, beware of high-level dumb, um, which essentially means that people at the top don't necessarily know what the people at the bottom know. Um, you can produce bad things, which is why we do rapid design curriculum development where we bring in people that are the actual people in the process to help design the curriculum to make it work. But Cordell, you want to share your experience when we did the credit card thing? No, Evan, it was a great activity. And to your point, you can see people, okay, I think I trust these guys. I think I do. No, I really don't. But I'm still going to sheepishly hand over my credit card and watch them go through this activity. So, no, it, it was a great eye-opening exercise that really pushed the envelopes, that really got everybody's attention and really had them focused in on the message and the topic of trust. And it really uh, did nail the point home about, you know, how do you build relationship and trust? And again, to your evidence point, this was in franchising. So how do you take this and how do you learn from it? But no, it was a great uh, activity, Evan, a great point there. But I'll go back to something you said, and the rapid curriculum design was a great example of it. This topic that we're talking about is asking your audience, what do they need? And 
If you've not done anything like this inside of your organization, you know, it is powerful. Don't just go out and start building training. Get the people that are in the role that need to be doing it and ask them what do they need. Seems simple. Uh, seems simple. Seems uh, elementary that it should be done, but it's not done all the time. Too many times people jump out and start doing things and you don't ask those questions. When you slow down and when you take the time, it delivers a product, a training outcome that is effective, that delivers results. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology, rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. Evan, I've got another great topic. Repeat your most important information because it's most likely to last. What do they mean by repeat? We know in adult learning that repetition is important. Uh, people don't like the fact that you have to repeat because they don't like, you know, oh, you're saying it again, you're saying it again. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. Um, but yet we all know that repetition is important and that we know that if we're going to get people to learn, we have to have to repeat things many times. And the ultimate goal is to get people to think about it and actually use it, right? Think about it and use it, which is important. So here's the thing. If I go out and just say, remember this, remember this, remember this, and it's the same thing each time, that's very boring. So we have to become creative. And we need to repeat things in interesting ways. So you might start off with the why uh, per our other broadcast, very important. And you might make the point in the why. And then you might then, you know, I love storytelling. I think it's really impactful. That's why we told the story of the credit card and we told the story of the meeting because stories illustrate points. So then maybe you take a story. And then you maybe create some kind of challenge where they need to think about it and demonstrate its use, this idea's use itself. And then you summarize and you then talk about the use. Now you hit the thing about four times, part of which they had to think about it, part of which they had to use it. And then you're going to actually have it cemented in their system and they're going to get it. I can't tell you how many times I've gone and listened to great speakers or gone to great training, not in my, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And then two days later, you know, can't think of a thing they said, just gone. And that's because, although it was interesting, great principles of adult learning didn't take place. And a principle of adult learning is repetition. It's not boring repetition, but it is, it is repetition none, nonetheless. Now, I'm going to share here a little bonus idea in here. And this is interesting which is whatever they write down, they do not remember. Now, that's kind of interesting. So a lot of people will say, write this down, it's important. <laughs> but what they write down, they don't remember because they know their brain's full of stuff. They know it's on a piece of paper. I don't need to remember it. Okay, if you said, I want you to think about something, I'm going to talk about it. In your own words, write down what this is and why it's important to you. They'll remember that. They'll remember that powerfully. 
But if you gave them a quote, and I'll just go back just because it's, it's memorable. If I wrote down, remember Drucker says that culture eats uh, strategy for breakfast. I thought it was lunch, by the way, but, but I'll go with breakfast. <laughs> culture eats strategy for breakfast. Write that down. They're not going to remember it. If I said to people, can you think of why culture eats strategy for breakfast? Take a moment, think about that, and write that down. They'll remember that because they're using it. But our mind, you know, when you're in college and you highlighted text in books, it's great to go back, but it's terrible for remembering. Everything you highlight, your brain says, I don't need to remember it. It's highlighted. I can go back. So the best thing you could do, and you could share this with your kids in college, and, and I did this in, in college, and it was very helpful, and I was blessed to get this lesson learned, is I would read a chapter, and then I would write notes in my own words about what I learned from the chapter, rather than highlighting it. And by writing the notes in my own, in my own words, they really deeply embedded in my body. Um, so repetition is important. Um, doing it in different ways, ideally getting them to think about it and use is important, and avoid people just writing something down for the sake of writing it down because they're less likely to remember it. There was a phrase that when it comes to building training, it says, tell, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and tell them what you told them. Repetition. You're setting it up up front, you're telling them, and then you're bringing it back to the close. You're telling them what you told them. So remember that. Just by the time you're tired of saying something, somebody's hearing it for the first time. So repetition is key. You know, one of the, the most shocking things to me is that anybody that works and receives money is a professional, no matter what job they do. Yet statistics show that people don't read books about their profession, don't read business books, don't, don't listen to podcasts. So everyone listening to this podcast, you get a big bonus point from my point of view. That, that they don't take what they do for work seriously. You know, it, you know professional baseball players, basketball players, I mean, they, they take batting practice, they feel they field singles, they take grounders, they shoot field free throws. They, they practice, practice, practice. They keep being better, even though they're the best in the world. And yet, people that work, they're getting paid. You're professional. They're not practicing. They're not learning. They're not stretching themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get ahead, if you want to get a promotion, you want to do better in your job. I'll go further. Forget promotions. Forget getting ahead. If you just want to literally enjoy what you do more, then you should be listening to this podcast, reading books on your profession, and taking your profession and your life livelihood seriously. I know it's a little off topic, but I just got inspired by listening to this because so many people don't, and it, it's it's frustrating. And I'll say to people all the time when people, you know, will go to me, I, you know, I can't get I can't get ahead of my company job. And I go, well, what are you doing for personal development? How are you, what are you doing to make yourself better? And I spend a ton of time in personal development. I'm constantly reading books, constantly going to seminars, constantly seeing things that are uh, of, from a totally different vantage point because that's how we get better. We're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. Uh, I, I apologize for my rant, but I, I do think it, it's such an important topic. It, it's a great rant, Evan. Um, when I go out and talk with people that want to be successful, one of the things I share with them is that your level of success will rarely 
exceed your level of personal development. I'll repeat it since we're talking about repeating things for point. Your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. So how, what are you doing to develop? Are you, to your point, Evan, what are you reading? Are you listening to the podcast? So you got to be sharpening this all. Absolutely. Great point. You know, I read a book on, tra- on leadership. Highly recommended, by the way. Um, and yet, I went to an academy for an extended training program on leadership. But I wrote a book on leadership. Because, not that I don't know a lot about leadership, because I do. Because there's always more to learn. And the minute you think that there isn't more to learn, it's over. If you don't enjoy repeating, meaning continuing to learn or things like that, or continuing to practice batting, then maybe you're not in the right place either. So normally if you enjoy to do it, you'll enjoy repeating it as well. What do you do, you do Megan, to get better at what you do? Well, Evan, um, one, I do love to read books um, and a lot of business books. And I like to actually read them more than once. Um, you know what else I've actually, um, always done, but I enjoy more now. I enjoy talking to people more now and learning about other just professions out there. You know, what does that person do? How'd you get into it? Um, because I think I'm enjoying learning what other successes are out there and maybe they could even all tie in. Um, so I'm definitely in a phase of, uh, how many learning learning conferences a year do you go to? You know, uh, about five a year. So um, where most of them I get to sit in panels and listen to some professional speakers. Um, I'm also soon to be attending um, a leadership conference that will be both professional and personal development. Um, and just knowing that I'm going, you already start to personally improve yourself, especially because you know that we're all kind of on the same team for that development path. So. Quite a bit, Evan. And then I still go to the pool, too. So, you know, you have to balance it out. You see, this is why we love having you on the team. Balance <laughs> is important, Megan. you got to keep balancing. Well, I know that everyone out there knows that Cordell and Evan and I could speak to each other all day. But we'll let you all go and go back to your day. Um, but just want to remind everyone to um, share the Training Unleashed podcast with your friends and enemies, as Cordell may have mentioned a little bit ago. Um, And just hope everyone enjoys the rest of your day. Cordell, Evan, thank you so much. It's awesome. A lot of fun. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, audience. Everyone have a great day. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.